Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Prague Watch. Music that tells a story. With your friend and host... Big Tony Rousick, a.k.a. Prog Squatch. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Prog Watch. I am Big Tony, your host, and this week I have a very interesting and diverse program lined up for you. Interesting and diverse because the subject of the program is Charlie Kaywood, a multi-instrumentalist, composer, and arranger from the United Kingdom. To say that Charlie is a multi-instrumentalist is a bit of an understatement, as he plays more than a dozen instruments, maybe upwards near 20. To say he is busy and in demand would also be an understatement, as he is an active member of the band's Knife World, Tonochrome, Lost Crowns, and My Trixie Spirit, and has contributed to albums by Medieval Babes, Matt Stevens, Nick Prohl and the Proletarians, and many others. I'm not going to say a lot more here at the outset, since Charlie is my guest for the program, and we will hear some of my chat with Charlie a little later. I also have lots of music featuring Charlie lined up for your listening pleasure. I'll be playing some Knife World, Tonochrome, My Trixie Spirit, Lost Crowns, and Medieval Babes, plus music from Charlie's first solo album, The Divine Abstract, and a couple from his brand new solo album, Blurring Into Motion. So get ready for an interesting and diverse program. Buckle your mind, because it's about to get blown. I'll start things off with some Knife World and My Trixie Spirit. Charlie is mainly the bass guitarist in Knife World, but plays bass guitar, guitar, sitar, and sorus in My Trixie Spirit. From the Knife World album, The Unraveling, I'm playing I Can Teach You How to Lose a Fight. From there, I'll segue into Winter Story from My Trixie Spirit's eponymous debut album. Sleep alone. 
Once again, that was I Can Teach You How to Lose a Fight by Knife World from their 2014 album, The Unraveling, which was immediately followed by Winter Story from the 2017 My Trixie Spirit debut album, which is simply self-titled. Before we get into any of my interview with Charlie Kaywood, let's hear some more selections from his diverse musical world. From his debut solo album called The Divine Abstract, I'm playing the final track called Apotheosis. Then I'll move straight into High Slash Aflame, another Knife World track, this one from their 2016 release, Bottled Out of Eden. Thank you. 
Again, what we just heard was some very sophisticated stuff from Charlie K. Wood's 2017 debut solo album, The Divine Abstract, the culmination of the album, aptly called Apotheosis. That was immediately followed by something a little more tumultuous, high slash aflame, from Knife World's Bottled Out of Eden album. Stay with me through the break to hear more great music from the world of Charlie K. Wood and some of my interview with the man himself. The vinyl may be gone. The album art may be a JPEG. Radio lives on forever. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Take as little as three minutes to see if you could save on motorcycle insurance with Progressive. Come on, you've spent more time than that thinking about helmets with faces on them. I should get a new helmet. Ooh, maybe I'll get one of those ones that looks like a face with painted teeth and eyebrows, you know? Oh, that always looks so cool. People are like, whoa, is that a person with two faces? Oh, no, it's a helmet. And one face. Get a quote in as little as three minutes at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Before we dive into some of my interview with Charlie Kaywood, let's check out another song from one more of his numerous projects, Tonochrome, in which Charlie plays guitar. From their 2018 album, A Map in Fragments, this is Border Crossings. Shore. 
border crossings by one of Charlie Kaywood's bands, Tonochrome. You can find it on their album, A Map in Fragments. Now let's check out a little of my interview with Charlie Kaywood. First, let me say it's a pleasure and an honor to have you on the program. Oh, thank you. I'm very glad to be here. Great. So uh, can you tell us a little bit about your early history? Uh, How did you first get into music? Did you have a musical family? No, actually, no, none of my family musicians um, at all. Uh, I started classical guitar when I was about eleven years old in secondary school. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I, like before then, I was just listening to you know just kind of fairly standard kind of rock music like Aerosmith, Motorhead, Megadeth, like sort of that kind of stuff. And um, and yeah, I sort of did a, a classical and electric guitar at the same time, like for a few years in secondary school. And then I had the opportunity to take guitar lessons because. Um, uh, I, I live in quite a diverse area of London, so they they uh, introduce guitar lessons into the, the local music. Uh, sorry, sitar lessons into the local music service. Mm-hmm. So that was my intro- introduction to say Indian classical music. Like when I went to go and see my teacher perform, like, you know, I really fell in love with the music. And um, yeah, and I was pl- playing in like the local jazz orchestra and all that kind of stuff. And like, uh, so by the end of my late teens, I was discovering more sort of. You, what you might want to call interesting music like some like some progressive music some like jazz fusion or, uh, so my taste started expanding and i was also kind of discovering things like lots of east asian music arabic music indian music so i was kind of my my listening tastes were sort of diversifying quite a lot and then by the time i went to actually go sort of go away and study you know i was you know listening to a fair amount and then yeah, and then I did three years at the London Centre of Contemporary Music, and I did one year of master's degree at um, the School of Oriental and African Oriental and African Studies in London. And um, so along the way, I was picking up you know, different instruments from different places, like Chinese pipa and oud and bazooki and saz and all the all this all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but also um, like in my early twenties, I was sort of asked by a friend of mine who's a composer to write music for his ensemble. Like he'd, he'd put together quite an unusual mixed ensemble of um, oboe, violin, French horn and cello. So I composed some music for that and acoustic guitar. And some of that music made it onto the first album that I released two years ago. And um, so then I just sort of fell in love with orchestrating for like Western instruments. So yeah, it's a fairly diverse set of influences. Okay. Um, so how many degrees do you have in music? Oh, just, just well, there's the undergraduate degree and then there's the master's degree. Um, like the undergraduate was stuff like, um, you know, like your, your standard kind of like rock, pop, jazz, you know, like sort of contemporary Western music. And um, uh, the master's was in music performance, but specializing in East Asian music, music, music and religion in Southeast Asia. I was also auditing courses in like Middle Eastern music and Indian music and just sort of, and you know things like you know, playing in lots of bands and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, very interesting. So, um, I guess looking around on the internet, I saw somewhere it says you play at least twenty different instruments. Is that correct? Uh, it, it, I'm not sure if it's as much as many as that, um, but it's kind of approaching it because I've there are some instruments I've sort of um, like actively. I actively seek out to try and study like like Chinese paper. I, I really got into when I was like in my late teens, and more recently I took up Japanese shamisen, which I really like. But there are other things I just sort of fell into playing, like um, especially through Medieval Babes as well, like uh, the contributing to the recordings, like on the 
for the uh, most recent album, we just use things that whatever we can find lying around, like zithers, harps, um, lyres, all that kind of stuff. And and some some things I just seem to fall into by accident. Like I started playing Hammer Dulcimer a couple of years ago when I was asked by um, some friends of mine from Knife World and Lost Crowns to play in their sea shanty band. And they said that, you know, our Dulcimer players moved away. Do you, you know, do you know anyone who do you fancy giving a go yourself? So I just thought, you know, I like the instrument. So I just thought, you know, try learning it just to play in a band. Pick it up and have a go, huh? Yeah. And it was, it was really just that because I, you know, I, I, I like different instruments. I like sort of being able to sort of play them and you sort of use them. And um, yeah, it, it, sometimes it's sort of fun to do stuff like that and not just be a guitar player or a bass player. You get, you get, you get to play some interesting stuff that way. Yeah. Um, um, as a guitar player who has dabbled in mandolin and banjo, I wonder how do you, how do you keep all the different tunings and scales straight in your head? You know, I mean, once oh, I started yeah. getting to like, uh, you know, okay, the mandolin's tuned this way now. Now I have to think about, you know, and, and it just started to get, you know, uh, too much for me, you know, too. And I, I, I can, I can empathize. Yeah. It, it's, it takes a little bit of work and, um, it's almost like if you spend a little bit of time with each instrument, it's almost like you're getting into character. Like, um, like if, if I just spend like a few weeks or a few months, like just practicing an instrument a lot, I kind of get used to the way it feels, the sort of how the technique works best and the, you know, the, the, the intervals between the strings and how they kind of feel. And, um, it just—it's almost like compartmentalizing in my own head. Like so, when I pick, put one instrument down and pick another one up, like I, I sort of switch to the part of my brain that is sort of trained to play that instrument. And also, it's just things like, um, say, when when I'm touring with Medieval Babes, or particularly when I first joined, they asked me to play as many instruments as I could on stage. So there's one <laughs> UK tour where I had about sort of six to eight different instruments on stage with me and so that's having to in a set list just constantly been switching between them like saz and guitar and oud and bazooki and all of that right and um and just sort of being forced to just because that's how the, you know that's what the set list is those are the instruments for each tune and you know, having to sort of kind of deal with it um so it's kind of being able to sort of compartmentalize but also having forced to by like just using several on stage at once so typically, let's say if you were, you know, recording a particular instrument for for uh, a song on your album or something, you might kind of immerse yourself in that instrument, and and then record the part. But but being on stage, then you had to be able to switch into the different modes all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. You, you just sort of switch. You have to switch quite quick, kind of on the fly on stage. Though though when I'm when I've been recording. Um, for projects more recently it's just really just a case of just picking up and figuring it out and then seeing what how it can work for this for the given song like like on on my more recent solo stuff like on the one that's coming out this year i'm mainly just i'm 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 just a guitar player on that album so i've mainly been using all the other sort of weird instruments for other recordings like say um there are a few albums that have come out in the in, in the past few months that have been a multi-instrumentalist on it there's a new medieval babes album which i played mm-hmm. about 12 instruments on there's a new evan carson album he's the drummer for i'm the morning who are a very very good sort of chamber mm-hmm. prog band sure, yeah. and um i played on his solo album like quattro and and zither and a bunch of other things and there are a few other there are a few other projects there's the new marco ragni album the united progressive fraternity album it's just loads of instruments over different recordings and it's really just a case of figuring out which one 
kind of works, picking it up and then figuring it out what it can do to serve the piece of music. Um, yeah, you know, the, the Medieval Babies one, it was because there's a, a, a bunch of different instruments on there that I don't necessarily play all the time. It's just kind of a case of, you know, oh, let's try this instrument on that and just kind of picking it up, kind of tuning it to something that sounds right for the tune, for the, you know, for the track, and then just figuring out a part kind of on the fly. Okay. Um, so do you have an extensive collection of different instruments? Oh, yeah, I've got quite a few at home. Yeah, there's, they're all my... I, mean, I don't really have that like too many in terms of guitars. Like I've got a classical guitar, an acoustic guitar, two electrics, and a bass six, um, and a, and my Fender bass. But yeah, you know, I've got yeah I've got a whole bunch of different things lying around at home that I can just sort of pick up and sort of record whenever I need whenever I need to. Um, yeah, yeah, there's cases everywhere. <laughs> Very cool. So um, you're involved in a large number of projects which you've kind of been hitting on along the way here uh so what knife world ton of chrome lost crowns my trixie spirit medieval babes um plus being a guest on different albums by matt stevens and you just mentioned uh evan carson did you say that's right um, oh yeah there's evan evan's album yeah there's marco's album marco yeah there's, yeah and there's the united progressive fraternity album i played on that um what else was there? There's, there are other things. Some of them slipped my mind. Oh, there's um, a couple of years ago. There's Nick Prohl and the Proletarians. That was quite a fun project to be on. Sort mm -hmm. of more avant, kind of kind of avant-garde pop almost. But yeah, that kind of covers it. All those different bands and projects and things. You're a pretty busy guy then, huh? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's something to do. Um, it you know seems like a you know fairly. If I'm going to be a musician, it seems like a fairly productive use of my time just to sort of do as much as I can. Mm -hmm. um, and and also. Like a, in, in when I was around sort of twenty, I was playing in one band for a couple of years, like doing sort of sort of proggy kind of like hard rock kind of metal, and that was that was great experience. But also it kind of it kind of gets boring just playing in one thing, and so I and as the kind of years have passed, I I enjoy playing like lots of different in you know lots of different, it keeps things interesting, like playing different instruments and different things like it because because I listen to a lot of things and. Um, I like to be sort of actively involved in projects that don't necessarily sound a lot like each other. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's a certain certain level of time management that sort of enters into it. It can be a real sort of logistical exercise sometimes, try, trying to fit everything in. But you know, it's kind of it's kind of what I do. So yeah. it, it's all good, really. Yeah, living the life. Yeah. Um, yeah, trying to. Now let's touch on some of Charlie Kaywood's other projects. First, I'm playing a tune from the band Lost Crowns, in which Charlie plays bass guitar. From their album Every Night Something Happens, I'm spinning one called Sound as Color, and that's C-O-L-O-U-R, of course. After that, I'll go straight into a song called Sing Ivy by the Medieval Babes. That one comes from the Babes' latest, A Pocket Full of Posies.
My father let me three acres of land. Sing, Ivy, sing, Ivy. My father left me three acres of land. Sing, Holly, go whistle and Ivy. My father left me three acres of land. Sing, Ivy, sing, Ivy. Sing, holly, go whistle and ivy. I cloud it with a ram's horn. Sing, ivy, sing, ivy. I cloud it with a ram's horn. Sing, holly, go whistle and ivy. And sword it all with one pepper corn. Sing, ivy, sing, ivy. Once again, that was Sound as Color by Lost Crowns from their debut album released earlier this year. That was immediately followed by Sing Ivy by the Medieval Babes featuring Charlie Kaywood. 
from their 2019 album, A Pocket Full of Posies. After this break, we'll hear the remainder of my interview with Charlie Kaywood and a couple from his brand new solo album, Blurring Into Motion. Stay tuned. I am the god of hellfire, and I bring you... Watch. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Charlie Kaywood has just released a new solo album called Blurring Into Motion, and I'm going to let you guys hear two songs from it. In between, I'll let you hear the rest of my interview with Charlie. First, I'm spinning Dance of Time, and then after the interview segment, I'll play Voice of Space.
So do you consider any, you know, like Knife World, Tonochrome, Lost Crowns, My Trixie Spirit? Wait, what, what are, do you, do you intend to be a member of all these projects and continue on like that? And, and, and do you consider any of them to be like your main projects? Oh, I mean, yeah, I'm a full-time member of all of the ones you mentioned. Yeah. Um, I mean, some of, some of them, I'm a session musician. So Medieval Babes, I'm a session musician for them. So I get paid for tours and recordings and everything, but I also contribute to arrangements and everything. And, um, you know, I've been um, working with them for a few years now. So it's a pretty fun kind of working relationship. Um, yeah, I guess for a time, Knife World seemed like the, mo the most busy thing, but mm -hmm. Carvis has been sort of like, you know, off doing Gong and other projects. So um, hopefully we'll get around to doing the next album at some point. But yeah, I mean, L Lost Crowns has been doing a fair bit this year because the new album came out in January and we've had a few gigs. Like, um, So that's sort of felt like the most present thing for a few months. But then the next thing I have to do is I'm gonna, soon going to be tracking parts for the next My Trixie Spirit album. So that will be something i'll get around to doing in the next sort of few weeks or so so it kind of yeah it, it can it can change you know every every few months what seems to be the busiest thing okay so um yeah your first album was very heavy with eastern musical influences uh what can listeners expect from your second album uh the, the second one is is a little bit different it kind of follows on from the more classical elements of the first one so it's it, it's kind of a continuation of that there's um, not so much of the Asian influence this time around, just because that's how the tunes came out. I mean, the um, the first album was written over a seven-year period, like had this really long sort of gestation. So a lot of influences came out on it, um, whereas the new album was kind of demoed in, in about two months. Um, so I, had, I went through this really busy kind of writing period where I was kind of coming up with a new demo every day and just kind of writing and writing. And um, in about two months, I had all tunes on the album kind of completed and um it, then it was a year of um orchestrating it all because it's quite a quite a dense orchestration on the new album possibly even more so than the last one um but i think as a result it's a bit more consistent like it's the first album was very eclectic whereas the new one i think sounds like you know all, all 12 tunes can seem to come from the same place and sort of sit together really well and so it's kind of more on the um more on the kind of like the, the sort of psychedelic kind of classical side this time around, which is kind of there on the first one, but now that's kind of how the next, how this one seems to have come out. It's probably a little bit more um, bittersweet. Like it's got, there's a bit more of a heaviness and intensity to it because of the time that in which it, in which it was written was quite mad. You know, it's quite, um, it's quite an intense period. Like I went through this like real kind of manic period of creativity and then it went through kind of like sort of like a depression at the end of the year. So a lot of this kind of stuff comes out on the new album. So it's kind of similar to the kind of classic elements of the last one with, you know, a bit more kind of intensity going on. Okay. So uh, what, what's your writing process usually? Like do you, do you, uh, this stuff come to you in your head? Do you dream it? Do you, do you wake up with an idea or, or get one at 2 a.m. in the morning? Or, or do you just sit down and, and start jamming on a particular instrument and see where you go? Yeah, that, uh, it doesn't tend to happen to me where, I, I, where an idea will pop into my head. Um, norm, normally, I write using the guitar. So I just can, can, okay, that's my, my main instrument. Um, occasionally, I use other instruments to write, and that can produce different and interesting ideas but mm -hmm. mainly it's acoustic guitar i tend to write on and um so i'll just kind of sit around and play and come up with kind of chord progressions and kind of ideas and sort of see if i can you know string them together into some kind of structure and then i'll kind of demo them 
and then I'll kind of come up with different ideas and top by different harmonies and melodies and different things and kind of try and flesh it out as much as I can and then make the structure as complete as I can. And then once all that's in place, at least for the, this album and kind of the last one as well, I'll kind of then kind of go to Sibelius and then kind of transcribe it all and can start kind of orchestrating it for different instruments. Cause I'm, even though guitar is my main instrument, I don't necessarily listen to a lot of music with guitar as the focus. Like I like to listen to music, which has, you know, interesting instrumentation. So then I'll go and um, figure out like, you know, what, what instrument do I want to play the melody? What, what, you know, so I take some, some guitars, sorry, some sort of uh, ideas and some parts might have originated as guitar parts, but then I'll kind of, kind of reimagine them and turn them into a, sort of orchestrations for different instruments. And that can, that's kind of the more meticulous side of it where I'll kind of agonize over detail, details for months and months. So, so this album was about a year of that kind of taking all the demos and then just sort of sitting down and kind of giving parts to different instruments. And then it kind of all spirals out from there. All right. So uh, what's next? What's, what's next on your agenda here? Um, but I'm, I'm, well, for a little while, I'm going to take a bit of a break. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I'm, so I'm looking forward to kind of not because this this album has been like a year of work, or in terms of um, the recording and the post production, it's just been like a constant year. And it's available so, um, for pre order right now. What's the actual release date? Oh, it's on. It's out on the sixth of September, and it's um, available to pre order on Bandcamp. And it's okay. both CD and download as well. I'll um, definitely have links whenever I do the show. You know. Oh, great. Yeah. And, um, so, but the next thing, I mean, um, for a little while, I'm going to be contributing some, to some other recordings, like, um, there's a new, new My Trixie Spirit album in the works, which I need to kind of, I need to get onto tracking parts for that at some point soon. I've already started, but that's going to be the next big project for me is kind of sitting down and doing guitar parts. So all my bass parts are down, but I need to do some guitar parts and then figure out what different string instruments can maybe go on in there. Um, what else? There's a few like different, yeah, just kind of little record. There's an, another kind of singer songwriter artist. I'm going to be kind of working on her new EP. Um, that's going to be kind of something that's going to flesh out over the next few months. Um, hopefully, at some point, we'll we'll get round to rehearsing the new Knife World material because that's already we've already kind of um, spent some time kind of fleshing that out, but maybe next year we'll kind of get in the studio and kind of like finish that off. And I think the, I think Rich has been writing some new Lost Crowns material. So that'll be something we'll start rehearsing at some point soon, I guess. And yeah, there's, I think Catherine's already started kind of coming up with ideas for the new, next Medieval Babes album. So that'll be a thing that we'll, we'll sit down and start doing at some point soon. So what about uh, live performances? Oh, um, well, there's a Medieval Babes tour in December, like 12 dates around the UK um, and other bits and pieces. Oh, oh, a couple of things that have been confirmed, which I can't talk about yet because they haven't been formally announced, okay. um, but they should be, they should, should be really good. Um, yeah, the, the, yeah, the main project for the rest of this year is the, the big sort of Medieval Babes tour because it's um, the first time a lot of the new album will be pre- um, performed. And it's also a winter tour, so we'll play some like Christmas material, some sort of, some sort of like older tunes, and so yeah, we'll be developing the set list for that. Sounds great. Folks in the UK are lucky once again. We 
I'll never get it over on this side of the pond. <laughs> Occasionally, many more babies. We every couple of years we seem to like there, there seem to be some U.S. dates. Like we were in the U.S. last year, we did like um, Maryland Renaissance Festival, and then um, we're, it was mainly sort of East Coast last year, like mm-hmm. sort of New England and New York. Um, but hopefully next year, maybe we'll get some new some of the sort of U.S. dates, because I always like coming over there and sort of touring. It's always a really nice audience. You've been over here a few times then? A few times, yeah. Like the, my first U.S. tour was about five years ago this December. And I've been back, I think, twice since then. Um, but then Knife World, we did Cruise to the Edge a year and a half ago. So mm-hmm. that was kind of like playing to an American audience. Um, yeah, yeah. Ho- hopefully there'll be more. How do you like the U.S.? I like it. I, well, I like it. Yeah, I mean, it's all, it's all very different. I mean, um, I spent most of my time in the new in the U.S. in New York, so mm-hmm. I, I like New York a lot. But um, yeah, the the first U.S. tour was across the South, which is quite strange. It was quite quite you know different experience that we yeah. did. We went through like yeah, we had a night out in Memphis, and that was very fun and interesting. And um, yeah, we, we had the 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 total drive was from Miami to Houston, Texas. So that was you know, that was fairly hefty, kind of like. Yeah, distance. Yeah, yeah that is. In like in about a week and a half. Yeah, so but that was that was a really fun time. So yeah, people yeah always really friendly. Like the audiences are always really nice over there. So it's yeah, looking forward to going back. Great. So was there anything else you wanted to talk about? Oh, no, if there's anything else you wanted to ask, oh, that's that's mainly it. Yeah, I'm just looking forward to having this album out next month because it's been like a good year or two of my life just kind of getting this thing together so yeah that's going to be like the real that's going to be the real relief and then um and then after that i'm kind of looking forward to kind of not being so intense for a little while and sort of like taking taking a bit taking some time to breathe yeah well it sounds like you deserve it and kind of need it (laughs) yeah i'm I'm just amazed at how many different projects you're juggling all the time oh well you know i mean I, i i feel kind of lucky actually because um because I, I knew I wanted to be a kind of full-time musician since I was about 10. Like before I'd even started playing, I knew this is what I wanted to do. And, um, you know, I've been through, up, you know, a fair amount of ups and downs over the years and sort of, you know, lots of, you know, lots, you know, some kind of trying times and sometimes where you get, you know, the usual kind of self-doubt and kind of like, you know, knocks and everything. But then over the past few years, I just seem to have been lucky to have been involved in all these different things. People just ask me to be involved in their project and sort of, um, want me to play on their thing. So I just kind of appreciate kind of being asked and be able to do all this stuff. Like it's like, it's a real fortunate thing to do, like play music, which is really far out and interesting and different, you know, probably helps with the self doubt as well. If people that many different people want to play with you, you must be doing something right. Must be, must be doing something right. Yeah. yeah. I, I have to sort of remind myself of that occasionally. Yeah. Must, must be doing okay. Yeah. I've seen I mean, a few self- posts from you that were, you know, on social media where, you know, I, I know you kind of struggle with that a little bit as far as, uh, you know, ups and downs, we'll say, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, I mean, the self doubt stuff, that was mainly a few years ago, like before I really started getting involved in the projects I am now. Um, like, like I've been through periods where I haven't been doing as much, or maybe a, like, um, like you you go through times which sort of knock your confidence a bit and you kind of like say in my early 20s I wasn't quite sure where I was going as a musician but then you know you, you start playing with different people and you kind of find your way um 
but yeah, yeah, that's true. I have to sort of keep reminding myself that you know I'm in a fairly decent place because you know I, I, I kind of I do appreciate it when musicians are kind of honest about their kind of mental health and what you know what they're going through because you know there's this, this stuff always kind of comes back around and you just kind of you know find better ways of dealing with it. Mm-hmm. Even non-musicians, <laughs> you know, <laughs> for sure.
Once again, that was Dance of Time and Voice of Space from the great new album Blurring Into Motion by Charlie K. Wood. In between, we heard the rest of my interview with the man himself. So I hope you enjoyed this program on Charlie K. Wood and his many endeavors. Thanks, Charlie, for being on the program, and I wish you much success in all you do. You guys out there, please make sure to check out Charlie's new album, Blurring Into Motion. Like his first album, it is very sophisticated music, which is off the beaten path, but brilliantly composed, arranged, and performed. When I post this show to my website, progwatch.com, that's P-R-O-G-W-A-T-C-H, all one word, dot com, I will have links where you can check out the new album and all of Charlie's projects, which I touched on today. Until next time, be well, and prog on, my brothers and sisters. I wasn't sure if I would have time enough for another track, but it looks like I do. So I'll let Charlie's band Tonochrome take us out with another one from the album A Map in Fragments. This is Titer. Yeah.